is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. There's a lot to cover and a lot that overlaps, and I want to go through this with you um, in a way that uh, kind of puts things together. Our friends at Breitbart, Wendell Hussabo. He shows that the New York Times reportedly edited a headline twice on Tuesday about a blast that blew up at Gaza Hospital, changing the title each time to reflect less blame against Israel for the tragic explosion. Now, folks, if you follow me online, I don't read any comments because what's happening is these front groups are flooding in. They give their comments. I don't worry about comments. But you should read what I post. Because I said yesterday that I had information, and it was accurate, that not only did not Israel, not only did Israel not shoot a missile that hit that hospital, but the hospital wasn't hit. It was a parking lot next to the hospital. And that 500 casualties never happened. There were dozens but not 500. So in every respect, the Hamas propaganda was reported by our media, regurgitated by our media, with very few exceptions. So now we know, what I knew yesterday, that it was the Islamo-Nazi terrorists who accidentally misfired a missile, which happens often, It didn't hit the hospital, it hit the parking lot, or some say behind it. And there were not 500 casualties. Now the problem is, the American media, the European media, and of course the Middle East media, went with the Hamas line, Hezbollah grabs it, Aram grabs it, all the terrorist groups, and all the inbreds that run these countries, they use it. 
And so our media, the American media, in significant part, is responsible for what you're seeing all around the world today. Because these terrorist networks, including in the United States of America, they seize on these opportunities. I told you about Hamas's network in the United States. On our college campuses, through Students for Justice, Justice in Palestine. And CARE, and the rest of them. So they use social media, they use the internet to draw everybody to these rallies, and then their, their groups organize, and they pounce. And that's what you're seeing. In addition to the indoctrination and brainwashing that's been taking place in our colleges and universities for decades. So the New York Times edited a headline twice on Tuesday about this explosion. After the blast, multiple pieces of evidence emerged from the Israeli Defense Forces, and not only them, but from independent television networks that have cameras set, even Al Jazeera, and then they pulled it back as fast as they could. Al Jazeera is owned by Qatar, you know, the ones that fund Hamas, and among others, and protect the Hamas leadership. But even they sort of showed it. And then, of course, the Israelis released the audio of the conversation between two Nazis. Now, a friend of mine said, well, why didn't they release that earlier? Why didn't they release that earlier? Does anybody know? It's obvious why they didn't release it earlier. They had to make a decision. If we release it, then the Nazis will know that we have a way of weapons to produce it, intercepting their communications. People are so ignorant. But if we release it, we'll also have, really, this is just further piling on evidence of who did what. Now, it doesn't matter to the Arab world and to the peace-loving Palestinians. It doesn't matter to them. Not in the least. It doesn't matter to our friends in the Middle East. Not in the least. Egypt, Jordan, and the rest. Saudi Arabia. So it's released to persuade the American media and the European media that we didn't do it. We really didn't do it. Even though Hamas says we did, we really didn't do it because Israel is facing an anti-Semitic American media, an anti-American American media. How many times have I said it's one and the same, really? And it is. So they had to put all this information out to persuade not the Arab street. They can't be persuaded of anything. But the media street. The BBC, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, AP, Reuters. All of them pushing a lie. Pushing a lie. So... The first headline was, Israeli strike kills hundreds of hospital Palestinians say. It was Hamas that said it. Now, or, or the, I, I have to ask, to meet it. Are Hamas and the Palestinians the same thing? Or the Palestinians don't support Hamas? Or what is it with you people? 
It's like the use of woman. Oh, she's the first black woman who can't even define what a woman is on the Supreme Court. Well, which is it? It's neither. It's whatever works. The second headline dropped the Israeli accusation, but still called the blast a strike. The third headline dropped the word strike, a word that could insinuate an Israeli airstrike, and said at least 500 dead in blast at Gaza Hospital, Palestinians say. So according to the New York Times, let's just be abundantly clear. The Palestinians, Hamas, are the same thing. Because it wasn't Palestinians per se who said it, some guy on the street in Gaza City. It was their health service, which is run by Hamas. They said it. So just to be clear, the New York Times has reached the conclusion, perhaps unwittingly, that the Palestinians, Hamas, are the same thing. Beth will never admit it. It's not the first time the Times changed its story about the recent conflict on the Gaza Strip's border, they write. The paper published a story last week referring to Hamas as Hamas terrorists before revising it to Hamas gunmen. The New York Times revised the story a second time on Wednesday to Hamas terrorists after there was backlash. They have no moral core. They never have and they never will. I mean, after all, this is the New York Times that covered up the Holocaust and betrayed the Holocaust, the millions of people who died in the Holocaust. Then we have another example here in Washington, D.C., the Cannon House building. Protesters take over Capitol Hill. Spencer Brown at Town Hall. Well, who are these people? The day after authorities on Capitol Hill warned lawmakers and their aides about a potential for a demonstration activity in the U.S. Capitol grounds, a, quote, civil disturbance on Wednesday, unquote, while promising a, quote, heightened security posture and increased police presence, a group of apparent Hamas sympathizers took over the rotunda of the Cannon House office building to demand a ceasefire now. According to the U.S. The US Capitol Police, demonstrations of any size are prohibited inside the congressional building. Well, aren't they obstructing work, then, that's taking place in the Capitol? I understand they're going to be charged with trespassing, but isn't it more than that? What do you say, Judge Jackson? Judge Chunknick, or whatever the hell your name is? But who is this group? You know, it's interesting. I looked up the group. I'm well familiar with this group, but I looked it up just to get the link and the, the, the best explanation of what this group is, and I spread it among some of my media friends, and I haven't used it. They're sitting on it. It's a Jewish group. Yes, it is a Jewish group. But what is it? Jewish Voice for Peace. Okay, I saw that in one of the Chirons. Jewish Voice for Peace. Well, what's that? Well, it's just a little Google search away. This is from NGO Monitor. NGO-monitor.org. Which tracks these groups. And they write in an executive summary, Jewish Voice for Peace is a U.S.-based political organization which refers to itself as the, quote, Jewish wing of the Palestinian Solidarity Movement, unquote. JVP provides the facade of significant Jewish support for BDS and other forms of demonization, including on university campuses and in churches, while also seeking to create, quote, a wedge 
within the American Jewish community and generate polarization over Israel. JVP is not transparent about funding sources. And in light of this lack of transparency on the part of JVP, NGO Monitor undertook research, a search, and its funders and supporters in total between the years of 2014 and 2015, that's as far as they go back, $626,793 they were able to find in donations and grants awarded to it. And the research reveals that this JVP received funding from a broad range of foundations and charitable trusts, many of which unsurprisingly also contribute to other anti-Israel organizations. See, this helps to know this, doesn't it? That's who at the... Ca- why do I have to do this? Well, I live for it. But why don't the others do it? On TV. Among the donors. Rockefeller Brothers Fund, Tides Foundation... Firedahl Foundation, Schwab Charitable Foundation, Jewish Communal Fund, and so forth. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, this is a truly sleazy operation. Truly sleazy operation that uses the Jewish faith and the name Jewish basically to represent, I guess we'd call them the Palestinian Hamas, right? Well, the New York Times is so confused, now I'm confused. It refers to itself as the Jewish wing of the Palestinian Solidarity Movement. That means it's the Jewish wing, in my opinion, of a terrorist movement. Self-haters. I've talked about them for a long time on this radio show. I've come to their vicious attack. But I call him as I see him, and I see him with very clear eyes. So the Jewish group, unquote, one, uh, three of whom attack police. But it's mostly peaceful, don't you know? It's never an insurrection if it's the left. Even when they're blowing up the Capitol, blowing up the Pentagon, trying to blow up the White House, like the Weather Underground. It's mostly peaceful. Or Black Lives Matter, mostly peaceful. And so the Jewish Voice for Peace, or JVP, there it was, all organized in the Cannon Office Building, disrupting Congress, and they won't be charged with obstruction, just trespassing. We have people sitting in prison in Washington, D.C., as I speak, who were peaceful, and they were in the Capitol Building on January 6th. They didn't hurt a fly. They've had the book thrown at them. The book thrown at them. Jewish Voice for Peace. No better than Students for Justice in Palestine. They're all front groups. They're all heavily funded by overseas operations, by a Hamas network, by a uh, Islamic Jihad network, by a Muslim Brotherhood network, right under our noses. And the Federal Bureau of Investigation is focused on what? MAGA! Christopher Ray says what? White supremacists, they're the greatest threat we face. He's an idiot. Obviously, there's Klansmen and neo-Nazis. It's not the greatest threat we face. This is the greatest threat we face. And by the way, if you want to see what CARE is up to, C-A-I-R, go to their website. They are full bore ahead. Radical, 
Hamas supporting propaganda. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. Are most Republicans happy with Joe Biden's responses to what's taking place in the Middle East? I believe I just heard somebody say that, Mr. Producer. Now, I have an audience that's massive. Most Republicans are not happy with what Joe Biden's. Most Republicans, let me say this. Most constitutional conservatives know exactly what's going on here. Joe Biden goes to Israel and elsewhere. Sounds like the, the Jewish savior. Sounds like Moses himself. Sounds like Moses himself. Sounds like more than that. Sounds like King David, the great warrior. Sounds like King David himself. And then behind the scenes for seven and a half hours, he's telling Netanyahu and his cabinet, you're not to do this, you're not to do this, you're not to do this. We're going to give $100 million to the Palestinians. He won't even mention Iran. He didn't mention Iran in Israel. I mean, how do you defeat an enemy if you won't even mention who they are? If you rearm it with tens of billions of dollars. You rearm it with tens of billions of dollars. And to this day, still doing the same thing. And so what do we get from at least one or two or three people in the media? Most Republicans are happy with Joe Biden's response. As I told you the other day, as I said on Fox this morning, actually Dana did and she was right and I underscored her point. As of 12 this morning, Iran now has the international right to make and sell missiles. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's 
L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. How many news organizations reporting on the uh, the insurrection today, the Cannon Office Building? How many reported about this group and its background and its funding? Jewish Voice for Peace. How many? None. Zero. Not on any cable program. Not on any network TV program. Not one. How many explain their funding and who they are? How about the Hamas network that I've explained on my own show over the weekend on Fox and behind this this microphone? How many have explained their funding network in the United States? And how they came to be in the mid-1990s in a meeting in Philadelphia with Hamas terrorists? Or how... Students for Justice in Palestine, who they are and how they came to be. Nobody. Why? I'll tell you why. Language control and thought control. I don't understand, honestly, and it really doesn't matter why a book on Elon Musk is near the top of the list. Why this Cassidy Hutchison's book is number one. I don't understand it. I can't worry about it. But those of you who've acquired your copies of the Democrat Party Hates America, you are the voices of Thomas Paine. You're the voices, the patriots. And if you look at page, the whole chapter, chapter four, language control and thought control, this book is almost like a reference tool. Associate Professor Magda Stroinskut. I'm talking about all this stuff we're hearing, the lies, the propaganda. What is this? Well, our media have become a totalitarian media. It's the same kind of media that we have in totalitarian regimes, present and past. So this associate professor in Canada explains in her essay, Language and Totalitarian Regimes, Listen how prescient this is. This book that applies to these times, obviously I had no idea what was going to take place. Totalitarianism promises persuasion by means of altering people's perception of reality. She also explains that communist regimes use the means of propaganda and mass deception based on a fiction. In other words, language is weaponized to serve the purpose of a political party, a movement, an ideology, and or a regime, I write. In this, the Marxists are not alone. Stronska notes that in practice, only a few people can be persuaded that black is white. But many learn to say that they do see things in prescribed colors and to call them by prescribed names. See what I mean? See what she means? She explains that while the word socialist became suspect, social lingers on. 
became a fixed prefix to words such as social justice, social institutions, social policy, social democracy, or social solidarity, as if there were any instances of justice or democracy that were happening in a vacuum. And I read, obviously, this authoritarian practice now widely exists in the United States as the English language, science, knowledge, experience, and specific words are being redefined, banned, replaced, etc., to impose on the citizenry the beliefs, values, and thought processes of the American Marxists and the Democrat Party. For example, academic freedom, debate, and the competition of ideas on college campuses, free speech and the exchange of information on Internet platforms, entertainment from comedy and plays to television and movies, biological and scientific knowledge about men, women, gender, and sex, public school teachers, seminars, and training. Classroom texts and learning, bureaucratic edicts and regulations, corporate, environmental, social, and ESG, workplace, diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, wokeness generally, and more are all used to control the public and serve the ideological, political, and economic purposes of an agenda. Richard Ebling, professor of ethics and free enterprise leadership at the Citadel, explains that it is through our language that we think about ourselves, our relationships to others, and the social order surrounding us. Words do not merely delineate objects, individuals, events, or actions. Words also create mental imageries, emotions, attitudes, and beliefs that color how people see themselves and the world around them. And he says the totalitarianization, he coins the word, of words and ideas that can be seen at work in the language of the progressive and radical left in America today. I'm explaining to you American media. The brainwashing of these individuals in colleges and universities. The foreign money and other monies that are pouring into this country to fund these, these terrorists and terrorist-related networks. Mikhail Heller, an author and scholar who was raised in the Soviet Union, explains, Language is the most important and the most powerful weapon in the hands of a state that has decided to transform human beings. The creation of a new language serves two aims, to obtain, as George Orwell put it, an instrument with which to express the philosophy and thoughts that are permitted, and secondly, to make all other sorts of thinking impossible. The new language is consequently at once a means of communication, an instrument of oppression. The word conceals reality, creates an illusion, a surrealist impression, but at the same time, it preserves a link with reality and puts it into code. The Soviet Union, Heller recounts, the Soviet language became the most important means of preventing people from acquiring more knowledge than the Communist Party and the state wished. Soviet speech lost its freedom. Just making sense, Mr. Producer? This is how the brainwashing happens in totalitarian regimes. And what I'm telling you is you're witnessing it and you're experiencing it. In the New York Times, changing headlines, CNN, they are pushing an agenda. They are pushing an ideology, a hate America ideology and agenda. They view us the same way they view Israel. They attack us the same way they attack Israel. We're too powerful. If we're victims, that's one thing. 
In repressive regimes, I write, repetition is also used to force the acceptance and even internationalization of new words or words with newly created meanings. And language is used to identify and condemn enemies of the state. In other words, the public endorsed constant and unrelenting brainwashing and propaganda. Unrelenting. Hannah Arendt, a premier, now deceased philosopher who lived through the Third Reich. She, her, she says that uh, Marxist, fascist, autocrats generally explain away the horrendous and barbaric conditions they create. Listen to this carefully. They explain away the horrendous and barbaric conditions they create. Yet still appeal or attempt to appeal to the masses by focusing on the paradise they promise in the future. Actually, these are my words. If only every individual surrenders their free will and part or in whole to a small cabal of activists, revolutionaries, and ultimately autocratic masterminds who claim to speak for and represent the people. I think I hit that one out of the park, Mr. Producer. You know, the late Antonio Gramsci, an Italian communist, an icon among modern-day Marxists, even among terrorists, he advised communist activists to gradually infiltrate democratic institutions as the means to establishing a Marxist revolution in society. The Hamas terror network has embraced this, as I explained the other night. Don't reveal yourselves as you actually are. And go on the offense, and anybody who challenges you, attack them, character assassinate them, use Alinsky tactics. They're racist, they're anti-Muslim. God knows we've heard that enough. Yes, I do. I think this book, The Democrat Party Hates America, is the most useful resource not just before what's happened, not just down the road, but at this very moment in history. We have now thousands of diversity, equity, inclusion administrators, I wrote. They're being hired by colleges and universities to monitor and enforce campus behaviors to ensure the spread of the Marxist ideology and the Democrat Party agenda. And by the way, the Marxist ideology and the Hamas terrorist ideology clearly overlap. The DEI become a Democrat Party-created industry. Many students who attend these schools are effectively turned into the foot soldiers for the American Marxists or cowed into silence. This is right on, folks. You have to wonder where the college students will eventually take our country because they will one day become the lawyers, judges, politicians, executives, labor leaders, etc., who run the institutions of government and society. There it is, right in the book. Right here. And really brought it up lately. Obviously, it's available on Amazon. I see they have a 45% discount on it right now. That's huge. 16 bucks and change. Or any major bookstore or warehouse other than Barnes & Noble, where it's readily available elsewhere. I want to thank all these retail outlets that didn't buckle. And Amazon.com. But this book is not in enough hands. It's certainly not in enough hands of the media. Who just, it, the more I know, the more I watch, the dumber these bastards are. And some of them won't even take actual knowledge. 
in explaining to their listeners, their viewers, who the groups are, how they get funded, and so forth. They say, oh, oh this Jewish group. Oh, look at this. These campuses are well. That's not what's going on. The enemy is devouring our culture. It's not rational to use a passive explanation for what's taking place here. I have a question for you. These people in the streets in the United States who are carrying swastikas on their flags, flags with swastikas, are saying, gas the Jews, exterminate the Jews. Are saying, two-state solution as a final solution, something that I've been saying is what they want. Who are lying about Israel and lying about Hamas for different reasons. How do you think they're going to vote, Mr. Producer? Think they're going to vote Republican? You think they would vote for Donald Trump? How do you think they're going to vote, America? Well, they have a wing within the Democrat Party. Bernie Sanders, Talib, Omar, AOC, and many, many others. What I call the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party. And have been. Before that, of course, I called it the Marxist wing of the Democrat Party. There is no such wing in the Republican Party. And it reminds me of when people say, well, all Palestinians don't support Hamas. Well, they're in the streets. They're not complaining about Hamas. They're spouting Hamas words and phrases and so forth. Okay, fine. But it's like the Democrats. All Democrats aren't like Talib and Omar and so forth and so on. I mean, some of them have actually criticized her. Well, what's Schumer done about it? Nothing. What's Hakeem Jeffries done about it? Nothing. Oh, Joe Biden says exactly the right words. What does he say about anti-Semitism in his own party? Not a word. He'll talk generally about it. Just as he won't call out Iran by name, because it would expose his policy more than appeasement, payments for terrorism. But Mark, he said such fantastic things. Boy, do I get tired of what people say, and I'm more interested in what they do. The Trump administration had Iran in a box. They had the Palestinian terrorists in a box. The Abraham Accords were breaking out everywhere. Some of the people involved in it don't even understand what occurred. They've been emailing me and calling me. Because the enemy was under control, as much as it could be under control. Then Biden comes in and reverses all the policies. He appoints an Iranian negotiator, who's an Iranian stooge, who has three Iranian stooges around him, who are reporting to the foreign minister's office in Iran. I'm supposed to praise Biden for all this. And now the caps have been lifted on the nuclear deal. And Iran's going to make money selling missiles, making missiles, and killing Americans and killing Jews. So thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you for your words. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals you know, Mark, the last 10 days or so, Biden has been good. It's everything that leads up to the last 10 days that resulted in part on October 7th. He didn't stand with Israel against Iran. He didn't stand with Israel against the Palestinian terrorists. He wouldn't even have Netanyahu to the Oval Office. All these messages were sent to the enemies. He rearmed the Iranians. He rearmed the Palestinian terrorists. He kept talking about a two-state solution. He never, ever condemned the Hamas wing and his own Democrat party. What, what, what are these people talking about? Well, in Israel's time of need, the only other president I can think of who wouldn't help Israel in its time of need or was reluctant to would be Obama. And it was the Obama and Biden administration, and now the Biden-Kamala Harris administration. She doesn't matter. She's not even around. That have now made it possible for Iran to make and sell missiles. What did he do to stop it? Nothing. What is he going to do to stop them from getting nukes? Absolutely nothing. He won't even say, I will not allow. Not on my watch, Iran to get nukes. He won't even mention the name Iran. I'm supposed to praise the man? Are you kidding me? And rather than the Abraham Accords, look what we have. But he's been good the last 10 days, you know. He's okay. Well, he wasn't good this morning. They didn't say a damn thing about those caps being lifted on those missiles. He hasn't said anything about it at all. Why? Because he and Obama created it. That's why. He won't talk about Iran. Why? Because he rearmed Iran. But you know, he's been good the last 10 days. And you know, most Republicans, I just heard a journalist say, most Republicans think he's been pretty good. No, they don't. Much more. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Okay. Let me be the first to say this, because I was thinking during the break, looking at my little scribbled notes, looking at my list of audio. Is it possible that Biden and Blinken told Israel not to invade Gaza? Is that possible? I mean, time is not on Israel's side. People outside of Israel have short memories. You know, once you were at the moment of all the carnage and the atrocities, and it became known anyway, and then the weeks go by and the weeks go by, I'm not talking about you and me, but other people. The immediacy of it, for a lot of people, will wear off. And so I'm asking myself, and hence I'm asking you, has the Biden administration, with Blinken going over there repeatedly, and Austin going over there repeatedly, and now Biden going over there as a conquering general, I'm the first president here, and okay. And then in comes the British Prime Minister, and before that was the German Chancellor. Any other visitors? And we're going to have a hundred trucks, maybe, I don't know, come in now from Egypt to at least ostensibly feed and clothe and medicate Palestinians, of course, who are nothing like Hamas. We've been told that over and over again. And by the way, how do we know that? Is it all the Palestinians, half of them, a third of them, two thirds of them? I don't know, but they're just different. But we don't know that, do we? It's what people have to say. Like, I'm not a racist, but let me tell you something. You got to get that out of the way before you can actually say something that's truthful. Because you know you'll be accused of being a racist if you object to some radical left-wing policy. And I could be dead wrong about this. I'm not making a prediction. I'm just saying something doesn't smell right to me. Something doesn't smell right to me. Biden says on the plane, on the way back, he says on the plane, uh, there were many options discussed, and the reporter's question related to an invasion, and he said, we discussed many alternatives. Now, if you're an appeaser, or worse, and you're both Joe Biden, and you have your Secretary of State or he on his own is running around talking to Abbas and Jordan. They want to they wanted to have a summit, but now they can't have a summit because the Islamo-Nazis hit their own hospital and they want to blame it on the Jews so they can get the Arab street all worked up. You know, that sort of thing. But let me put it to you this way. If you continue to allow Iran to rearm because you don't want to cut off their oil supplies, that is their oil sales, If you're doubling down on sending hundreds of millions of dollars to the Palestinian terrorists. If you keep talking publicly about Israel, proportionate, the rules of law, 
which even the people who keep saying it don't understand what the hell they're talking about. You have two carrier groups in the Mediterranean. That's a lot of firepower. And you are, and your guys are running around the Middle East saying, we're going to keep Hezbollah in a box. We are not going to undermine Iran. We're going to get humanitarian aid into Gaza. We're going to tell the Israelis what you can do and you can't do. But we're going to have a public face about how, how we stand next to Israel. Let me tell you what I think's been going on. I think Blinken, they put our military out there in the, in the Mediterranean. It goes to Netanyahu says, we're going to have our military there to keep an eye on Hezbollah. We're going to send back channel information to Iran that we're not going to change our relationship with them. Remember, this is the Biden who sold out to Iran and sent a Iranian sympathizer or worse to negotiate. We're going to cut another check for the Palestinian Authority. They're doing it now for, for uh, over $200 million. $100 million for the Palestinians in Gaza. And you, you Israelis, you can go after their leadership, their commanders, and all the rest of it. But we strongly advise you not to invade the Gaza Strip. Uh, now I think that's what's taking place here. Does that make sense, Mr. Producer? I think that's what's happened here. Now, I could be wrong. It's not like if I'm wrong, there's some great you know, earthquake that's going to take place. I'm just thinking out loud, and I'm... And I'm saying I could be wrong, but I'm just looking at how these pieces are moving. If Israel's going to attack, why are they waiting so long? And it wasn't the weather. There was an excuse. Why are they waiting so long? Well, because they want to get organized. Okay, they're ready. They've been ready. They have tanks lined up. They called up 360,000 reservists, 200,000 of whom are on the border. Waiting for what, exactly? Egypt's not going to open the passway. They've moved six, seven, eight hundred thousand Palestinians, encouraged them to get out of harm's way. The only thing that could be holding them back is Biden and Blinken. And they talk about, look, we've set this up now, Israel. We will hit Hezbollah if they come at you. And we warn them. But we've also told the others that we're going to pressure you not to invade. So if you don't invade, we'll try and keep Hezbollah in a box so, you know, the war doesn't widen. We keep hearing that. What will Israel do? We're going to try and keep Abbas in a, in a, in a, in a box, which they have. We're going to pay him off because that's what the guy is. He's a mobster. We won't demand that Qatar give us the leaders of Hamas. We won't demand that Qatar stop funding Hamas because you presumably will wipe out the leadership. We won't go at it with Turkey, who is given safe haven to Palestinian leaders. Excuse me, Hamas leaders. And we won't even fight 
the lifting of the cap under the Obama nuclear deal. So he doesn't mention, these things have meaning to me. There's reasons for this. So he doesn't mention Iran. Everybody, why won't he mention Iran? Because he's appeasing Iran. They don't mention, nobody in the administration mentions the cap was lifted this morning on the Obama-Biden deal, which empowers Iran even for, don't mention it. What about nukes? Don't mention it. And he's still talking like this. Well, here he is on the airplane. Cut six, Mr. Producer, go. Let's keep pursuing a path so that Israel and the Palestinian people can both live safely in security, in dignity, and in peace. For me, that means a two-state solution. Now, does this make any sense, number one, to be talking about this now? And number two, isn't Gaza the two-state solution? So what does that mean? Give up what? Two-thirds of Jerusalem? Give up Judea and Samaria? Keep pounding away on the Israeli settlers, quote-unquote, that is the indigenous peoples of Judea and Samaria? What does all that mean? Are they going to have an air force? What does this second state look like? Seriously, folks, we just saw it. So Biden is an imbecile. And he's stubborn. And he's an ignoramus. I don't care what flower words he uses, emotional words, in order to bring in the Jewish community. You know, that guy is unbelievable. He's fantastic. Especially in the last 10 days. We've never seen anything like this. I'm telling you what I think is going on. And even if Jerusalem, excuse me, even if Israel goes into Gaza, it's going to have to do so on a rather limited basis. Now, whatever they do there, if they do something there, by the way, will be treated as, uh, you know, it'll be treated as uh, the Third Reich taking Poland. Because that's what the media have become. But just think about it. So in other words, even if Israel invades, it's going to have to invade under conditions that the United States has given the Israelis as a condition of having those ships in the Mediterranean. He keeps saying, we have Israel's back. We will never leave Israel. We will never do this. We will never do that. But he never mentions Iran. So they're going to keep funding Iran. They're going to keep funding the Palestinians. Iran's going to get a nuclear missile. I want you to remember one other thing. As I'm speaking from, from my thought process here. When Israel and Saudi Arabia were getting close to a deal, right before this attack occurred, you'll hear people say, yeah, that's one of the reasons the terrorists attacked and so forth. No, it's not. It may be a reason, but not a big reason. Because this was apparently planned for like a year or two. 20 Democrat senators wrote Biden. And said there should be no deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia unless Israel gives up substantial land to the Palestinians for a two-state solution. That was Biden's position. That was Thomas Friedman's position at the New York Times. Thomas Friedman, who's been an anti-Israel fraud and phony for decades. So there was a big question about that deal, even though the crown prince of uh, whatever and... Prime Minister Netanyahu 
may have been close. The one person who was not going to allow that to occur without Israel giving up substantial land was Biden. People don't remember these things. I remember these things. Biden's driven by ideology and legacy. He's not driven by prudence. So as the days go by, the days go by, the days go by, the support for an Israeli invasion around the world lessens. It lessens. People get numb to this. I mean, outside of Israel and the Jewish community, people get numb to this stuff. I think Joe Biden, despite all the propaganda, the rhetoric that we need to get, you know, billions to the Israelis and get them the arms, and he, everything is having strings attached to it. So even if Israel does invade, well, you can't do it this way. You got to do it this way. You better not use those munitions. And I was told, and I told you this last week, that the Israelis were being told that they would only get certain types of munitions, like bombbusters. Uh, for these tunnels and so forth, bunker busters, if the United States first knew exactly what you're going to do with them and then proved them. So I think this is now what's been taking place with all this quote-unquote shuttle diplomacy. And Biden coming in to meet Netanyahu and his cabinet to tell them what they can and cannot do. And then, of course, publicly, we support Israel. We will support Israel. But we're not going to stop our policies toward Iran. We're not going to stop our policies toward the Palestinian terrorists. We're not going to stop our views about what you can and cannot do with Gaza. And when you're done with Gaza, the international community will decide what to do with Gaza. In other words, he's taking everything out of the hands of the Israelis. Had nothing to do with weather. The media keeps saying, why aren't they why aren't they moving? Why aren't they moving? You get these retired generals and lieutenant colonels and everybody else showing up saying, Well, they want to get it right, which of course is true. But there's nothing else to do to get it right. Everything's been in place and is in place. So now I think you've had the best analysis that's available. Even if they do invade Gaza, they're going to have to invade it under very restricted and constricted terms. You remember when that hospital was hit, which it wasn't, when people were talking about an errant Israeli missile, which it wasn't, Joe Biden put out a statement that was, If this, then that, and that, then this. He didn't come out and support Israel and say the likelihood is very, very limited, that it's more likely that the enemy did it. No, it was the other team, he says. Can you imagine if Trump talked that way? He talked about terrorists as the other team. What the media would do with him and Chris Christie and all the rest of them. Yeah, look how he talks. It's a team. What do you mean by a team? Meanwhile... The greatest president who's been friend to Israel 
in its 75-year history as a state. And I would argue, as a people, Donald Trump, our great savior Biden wants to put in prison for the rest of his life. No wonder. Because Trump's policies worked. They kept peace. More than keep peace. They grew peace like we've never seen before. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans started just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. Two great shows this weekend, folks. As we work our way through all this, you and I together. And that's Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have Tom Cotton, among others. Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, we have Pastor Heggie, among others. Fantastic show. Both of them. I hope you'll you'll join us, and if not, you'll uh, you'll set your DVR. I want you to listen to this. Biden on Air Force One after leaving Israel today. Cut seven. Go. Yes. Are Israelis um, operating within the rules of war that you talked about last week being so important? Good talking to you. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Everybody. Thank you so much. Let me just, let me just make that clear. Are Israelis operating with the rules of war that you talked about last week? Why couldn't he say yes? Good talking to y'all and walks away. I really think I figured this out. They, he's pressuring them not to invade. But if they do invade, they're going to have both arms tied behind their backs. Well, all these experts are all over TV. They're not reading the tea leaves, in my view. They're not really listening and putting together the words, the actions or inactions of this administration. I think that's what's going on. I'll be right back. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble 
affordable cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. I mean, obviously I'm not there in the meetings or not being told what's taking place. It could be something, for instance, I'm just thinking out loud. Or it could include something like Biden saying, hey, look, we want to get all the hostages out. Well, that won't be so easy. At least the American hostages. That's very, very important. Because he didn't do it in Afghanistan. And he paid $6 billion for five. It's created a horrific precedent for our enemies. Good precedent for them. Horrific precedent for us. But maybe he's saying something like, here's what we'll do. We will spend some time trying to get all the hostages out. Including yours, Israel. And then we will load you up with bunker busters to take out those tunnels. We will have moved most of the population, or at least significant part of it, to one part of Gaza. The other part, you can hammer just on hit hospitals, schools, you know, bakeries, drugstores, candy stores, you know, a thousand different conditions. I don't know. But I don't believe Israel's just hanging back because it wants to hang back. I believe it's under enormous pressure by the Biden administration. And I believe the propaganda, much of which is written for Biden, is to persuade many people in this country, particularly Jews, that he's doing everything humanly possible. That he's the greatest president Israel's ever seen. But something's not right. Something's not right. It's not because of the weather. It's not because they aren't prepared. Something's not right. Seven and a half hours meeting with and coming up with some written document. And then not only then Biden comes. And he ends every speech with proportionality and... We're not them, so we need to be civilized. Why does he keep saying that? We know we're not them. He's the one funding them. He's the one funding them, telling us we're not them. Nitwit. Now he has screwed up every other part of the world he's been involved in. Every other part. But all of a sudden we're supposed to believe he's an absolute genius when it comes to this part of the world. Biden, hold on here, New York Post, announces $100 million for Palestinians pledges unprecedented Israel aid. Why is he giving $100 million to the Palestinians right now? You know, the media, the administration, the Democrats, and some republics might say, Hamas doesn't represent all the Palestinians. They may say that. But they honestly don't believe it completely. 
we catch them in these these cases where they have sort of verbal gymnastics. Look at that. It's the pro-Palestinian side and the pro-Israel side. Now, the pro-Palestinian side, of course, are carrying flags with swastikas, gas the Jews, exterminate the Jews, two-state solution, final solution. And then you go, wait a minute, that's Hamas. That's not the Palestinian. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me? But when we're told all the Palestinians don't hate the Jews, I assume all the Germans didn't hate the Jews in World War II during the Holocaust. We know some of them didn't. We call them righteous Gentiles. They protected people like Anne Frank. So we know all the Germans weren't Nazis. But a hell of a lot of them were, a significant majority of the population. So why am I to assume that after all the cultural propaganda... From little tykes to fully grown terrorists. Propaganda in our own country, not of that sort, by critical race theory, other kinds. Which is used specifically by the Democrat Party and their teachers unions to brainwash our children, to come between our parents and our children. Why would I assume that's not taking place in Gaza or the Palestinian Authority? Of course it is. We found the text, we have the, the cartoons, we have it all. Funded by the UN and us. I know you don't understand. No, I do understand. That doesn't mean there's not a non-believer or a group of non-believers among them, obviously. But let's not pretend that the vast majority, really secretly, quietly, have rejected all the learning and the cultural pressure as little kids. And that suddenly they were able to do what the Germans and the Japanese and the Italians weren't able to do when their countries were taken over. They were actually able to think independently. Maybe they read some John Locke and Montesquieu, Mr. Producer. Maybe they read some Jefferson and Washington stuff. Who knows? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I mean, they elected Hamas in 2007. But Hamas abuses them. Yeah, every totalitarian regime abuses their people. Every damn one of them. Stalin, Mao, Castro, Xi, Putin. And on and on and on. Every genocidal regime abuses its people. Yet either by persuasion or by force... The people fall in line until somebody stops them. We and the Allies stopped Hitler and Tojo and Mussolini. We never stopped Castro. And so he has a, a prison state in Cuba. Like Venezuela, like Nicaragua. That's what happens. But anyway, Biden announces $100 million for Palestinians, pledges unprecedented Israel aid. This is from the New York Post. Biden announced in Israel that the U.S. government would give $100 million to support Palestinians. While also sharing plans to ask Congress for an unprecedented aid package for the Jewish state's military 
as it prepares to invade Hamas-ruled Gaza. I didn't rule out that they wouldn't invade Gaza. What I said was the conditions would be onerous placed on them by Israel. Excuse me, by uh, Biden. If that occurs. So, or what they want to do is, it's just a lot of possibilities, but one of them that doesn't seem to be on the table is Biden telling them, go in there, do whatever you have to do, do it as fast as you can, and we'll have your back. He doesn't put it that way. He says, we'll have your back, but let's negotiate for seven and a half hours what that means. So even if they go in, they can go in under certain circumstances if they want certain weapon systems from us. While our fleets, two fleets, are keeping an eye on Hezbollah, continuing to allow Iran to do what Iran does, it's unbelievable to me. And Qatar do what Qatar does. And... uh, And the Palestinian Authority do what the Palestinian Authority does. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. You know what these uh, protests are starting to look like to me? Starting to look like uh, the BLM protests. I haven't gotten violent yet. But I'll bet there are a lot of the same people and groups and enemies of the country involved in this. That's my guess. That's what I'm guessing. No, I'm not guessing. That's what I'm concluding. The Democrat Party Hates America, in my view, is not only the most important book I've ever written. It is so right on right now. And it's at its lowest price ever on Amazon.com and at Costco and Walmart and all the other retail stores except for Barnes and Noble. Stay away from them. But if you go online now, you can see. I don't know if it'll last five hours, five days, or five minutes, because they change over there at Amazon. But it's 44% off. So the book's around $16 and change. It's not only a perfect holiday gift and birthday gift. It's a perfect gift for yourself. You read it and you give it to one of your kids or your grandkids. You read it and hand it to a neighbor or somebody like that. That's how we spread the word. This country's in trouble. And we know who's responsible for it. 
But we need to know a hell of a lot more than that. And we got to persuade not only our fellow conservatives, Republicans, independents, but also people who are Democrats and don't even know why they're Democrats. We need those people. And in terms of African Americans, I just want you to read, obviously, the whole book, but make sure you read chapter two. And if you're an African American and a Republican, more the reason to get the book, read chapter two and pass it along to everybody you know. I'm strongly trying to encourage you. I've been quiet about this for about a week, but I'm looking at what's going on, and this has a tremendous amount of relevance. So check it out if you would. Donald Trump has written a great piece uh, in Newsweek. And basically he's comparing how he dealt with the Middle East and Israel and how Biden has. And I think most of us know the difference, but the, the detail in this piece is really quite important. As I say, it's in Newsweek. It's titled, Donald Trump, Biden's Weakness and Incompetence Strengthen Iran and Hamas. And that's exactly right. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting them from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number. I don't go to the calls this week or last week. Forget our number. I apologize. I'll try and take some calls tomorrow. How's that? January 6, 2020. January 6, 2020. Joe Biden is the purported elected. No, not yet, actually. But anyway, it doesn't matter. January 6, 2020, cut 22, go. I think it is unequivocal now. There's simply no debate that the Democrat Party hates America. Wait a minute. I said that uh, almost three years ago? Well, it must have been front of mind. Go ahead. Democrat Party press hate America. They hate this country to its core. They hate the country 
because you, the voter, don't give them power. In fact, from time to time, you actually change parties and give the other parties some power. They do not seek to represent the American people. They seek to impose their will on the American people. The commander-in-chief, the president of the United States, exercises his solemn duty under the Constitution to protect this nation, to protect our armed forces, to protect our embassy, to prevent a regime of almost half a century at war with the United States from conducting itself in a way that harms further American citizens. And the commander-in-chief is under full-scale, 24-7 attack by the Democrat Party media. Because now they're trying to tie the commander-in-chief's hands. What do you think Iran sees when it sees that? What do you think the terrorist groups see when they see that? Or North Korea, China, or Russia, or any of them? Who do you think they want to win the next election? Donald Trump or any one of the Democrats? Who do you think Iran wants to win the next election? Donald Trump or any one of the Democrats? Our enemies are rooting for the Democrat Party. They'd love nothing more than Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or Mike Bloomberg as he disarms the American people. The Democrat Party, for the most part in this country, has been an evil force for the most part in our history. With certain exceptions, but it's been an evil force. And it still is. And it's proved again over the last 72 hours. Rooting for the enemy. Attacking the good guys. Attacking the good guys. They are totally out of the closet, folks. See, this is after he had uh, Soleimani taken out. They were criticizing him. And by the way, the isolationist wing of the Republican Party was as well. Oh, look what you're doing. Ooh. Here we kill the head terrorist of the head terrorist regime on the face of the earth, and Trump's taken incoming from the media, from the Democrats, and the, and the Charles Lindbergh wing of the Republican Party. Let me put it that way. More. Cut 23. Go. Oh, we got him back to back. I apologize. So, even back then, Trump takes out Soleimani, comes under attack. And as I said then, our enemies are rooting for Joe Biden. Rooting for him. And the Democrat Party. You can't find many Democrats. I've seen some of them on TV. Even my friends at Fox try to bring some of them on. Or said to be balanced, more moderate. Saw this guy Mark Warner on. He wouldn't criticize Biden for rearming Iran. Just remember, this is very, very important to remember. The media trying to destroy Donald Trump. The media trying to destroy anyone they disagree with who doesn't push the Democrat Party agenda or now even the radical left Marxist agenda. Just remember this day and yesterday. Going forward, don't forget them. Don't forget them. Because look what they did. They sided with the Nazis. They sided with the Nazis against Israel. That is, against the Jews, who had just been slaughtered by the Nazis. 
1930s and 40s, they covered up for the Nazis. These are the people that are pushing the Democrat Party. These are the people who are protecting Joe Biden. These are the people who are rooting day in and day out with their bobbleheads on TV and so forth for Donald Trump to go to prison. You see guys like Joe Scarborough with his bulbous nose and his delivery banjo, you can imagine it, rooting for this radical judge with her unconstitutional rulings. This chunkin in Washington, D.C., to put Trump in jail for speaking, exercising his First Amendment rights and criticizing the prosecutor. That's what we're up against. That's what we've been up against. We're up against a Hamas-supporting media, a Marxist-supporting media. They hate our country because most of them are ideological and connected to the senior ranks of the Democrat Party. And when you see guys like Kingsinger, Kingsinger's out there hoping that the Republicans can't come together, trashing Jim Jordan. Why? Because Jim Jordan supported Trump. They trashed McCarthy. Why? Because McCarthy supported Trump. And of course, Kingsinger is not alone. You got Dizzy Lizzie out there, too. It's the same mindset. But the media and the Democrat Party, they're connected at the hip. Uh, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if information comes in and is from Hamas and the Israelis deny it, why do you say he, should, he said, she said? He said, she said. Our media have no morality. None. Just like our professors, more and more students, no morality whatsoever it's all intentional here is uh, Jonathan Conricus IDF spokesman on CNN yesterday I used to call it the constipated news network now I'll call it the communist news network go ahead as I said before this isn't just me thinking or saying this has been approved by the highest levels in the IDF we stand behind it and we will released information so that everybody can see for themselves. Um, I am happy to be held to those standards, and I only wish uh, the other side, and I'm not necessarily criticizing CNN, but I I only wish other media would hold uh, the other side, Hamas, a party to a conflict, to the same uh, professional standards of scrutiny. Let me show you how bad it gets at CNN. This Christiane Amanpour, she's so yesterday, isn't she? She so yesterday. Another fraud, fake, phony. Why, why are you not taking the word of Israel, a civilized country, instead of the Hamas slaughtering Nazi terrorists? Here's her answer. Cut 11, go. Now, the issue is, as you said, no matter what the Israelis say and now what the U.S. say, uh, in the... In the beginning, before there was any quote-unquote investigation, well, there was an investigation and they came to their conclusions, it ignited the Arab world because this they've seen so many times. And because, and I'm sorry to say this, because in the past the Israeli IDF has not been 
honest about what actually happened. Look at Shirin Abu Aple. I know that we keep talking about it, but it's one of the most recent uh, denials. They accused Palestinian militants, and then finally they apologized for it and admitted that they might have done it. The same Just listen to this. in Gaza recently. Yeah, that's enough. Just listen to this, what she said. They admitted it and then apologized for it. You're comparing that to, to, to a slaughterhouse where maniacs where men can't wait to commit atrocities against others. The whole plan is to destroy, kill, burn, decapitate, rape. But you can't trust, you see, the Israelis, because they said this, well, that was wrong, and then they later apologized. She is uh, an old lefty fool and always has been. Raf Sanchez report on MSNBC yesterday, whoever that is, but he fits in perfectly with MSNBC. Because I would say of all the cable networks, I don't know if Al Jazeera still has a channel, but CNN is the most open about its support for Hamas terrorists and its anti-Semitism. And if I need to, I'll go through each host and each guest. But there, it's also the most outspoken out of the closet, hate America crowd too. And I've said they're both the same. That's the way they operate. And they're all Democrats. All Democrats. Cut 12, go. There are instances in the past where the Israeli military has said things in the immediate aftermath of an incident that have turned out not to be true in the long run. And the one example I'll give you is that when the Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu So they keep giving this example... And by the way, the Israelis didn't apologize. He was killed. Or she was killed. And it was an operation that they were leading because of the terrorists rising up and doing what terrorists do again. And by the way, Biden threw in with the terrorist side then too. Started admonishing Israel. You better get down to that. Figure that out. I'm sending the FBI over to investigate. So he buys into all this crap too. So even their examples are phony. But let's move on. John Donison of the BBC. Cut 13, go. The Israeli military has been contacted uh, for comment, and they have said that they are investigating. But, uh, you know, it is hard to see what else this could be, really, given the size of the explosion, other than an Israeli airstrike or several airstrikes. Uh, because, you know, when we've seen rockets being fired out of Gaza, uh, we never see uh, explosions of that scale. We might see uh, half a dozen, maybe a few more. And that's enough. Move. So you see what we have here? They would cut this guy's throat in two seconds. Two seconds. So you have Christiane Amanpour, you have Roth Sanchez, you have John Donison. That's CNN, MSNBC, the BBC, siding with the terrorists. At least that's my view. Well, they're not exactly reporting news, are they? They're telling you. Don't believe the Israelis. You can't really believe them. They've been wrong before. Remember that journalist who was killed? They lied and then they apologized. And blah, blah. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, during World War II, we lied a lot. Because we wanted to win the war. We would do whatever we had to win the war. Massive 
conventional bombing to atomic bombs aimed at citizens, disinformation campaigns. We did all those things. But we knew who the enemy was. We knew who the enemy was. Not here. And the American press and the British press, they really do suck. Then we have Nada Bashir, an international reporter on CNN yesterday, from Amman, Jordan. Cut 14, go. And we saw yesterday hundreds of people gathering, some protesters even attempting to storm the Israeli uh, embassy. So we have seen a bit of an increase in the security presence here, although it has been mostly uh, peaceful. But look, this isn't just happening in Jordan. It's not happening just only in Amman. This is happening across the Middle East. We have seen people taking to the streets in Lebanon, in Tunisia, in Iraq, in Ramallah, in the occupied West Bank. Uh Yes. Mostly peaceful, except for when it's not. Look, it's mostly peaceful. Everybody knows the Middle East is mostly peaceful. Everybody knows the Palestinians love the Jews and, and are not out to destroy Israel. We know all that. Remember the chapter? Chapter 4 is reading to you on the air from my book. The crowd that says you can't define a woman, can't define a terrorist. You can't define what a violent riot is. But January 6th, of course, was an insurrection. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Marco Rubio just uh, tweeted, I just tried to pass my resolution. Calling on Biden to enforce the law, revoke visas, and initiate deportation proceedings for any foreign national here in America who supports the terrorist activities of Hamas. Just listen to this. But a Democrat, a Senate Democrat, came to the floor to object and blocked it. I'm guessing it was Sanders, but it could have been several. And so my question to the senator is, please reveal the name of the Democrat who blocked it. And then my question for Schumer is, last time I checked, weren't you at least pretending to be Jewish? You could have promoted this, but he didn't. Why? Party before everything, that's why. Party before country. Party before faith. Party comes first. Power is about everything. That's why. So we have some traitor Democrat, some traitor Democrat who comes to the floor to block a resolution calling on the president to enforce our laws, revoke visas and initiate deportation proceedings for any foreign national here in America who supports the terrorist activities of Hamas and a Democrat blocks it. I think we need to know who that traitor is because they're a traitor, traitor. These people say they're worried about an insurrection, but they're not worried about terrorists. They try to destroy local police forces. They've destroyed our border. They've co-opted federal law enforcement to go after conservatives, Republicans, pro-lifers, the Catholic Church, you name it. Who's leading an insurrection? They are. 
Now, it doesn't come into the perfect definition of the criminal code. I'm not talking about the criminal code. And by the way, the guest after the bottom of the hour is Mark Klein, the head muckety-muck of the ZOA, Zionists of America, the oldest Jewish group in America. What the left, what the terrorists, what the peaceful Palestinians have all tried to do is turn the word Zionist into a curse word. Basically, all it means is the Jewish homeland. Judea, Samaria, and those areas, that's the indigenous home of the Jewish people. I'd say what? Almost 4,000 years? That's more than most people have been anywhere. Isn't it, Mr. Producer? But it's the only indigenous peoples who are not allowed to be indigenous peoples whose entire history is is uh, rewritten by uh, peaceful Palestinians, Marxists, and of course the American media. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Mark Klein is the head muckety-muck over there at ZOA, Zionist Organization of America, the oldest real Jewish organization in America. Um, It is a uh, North Star, uh, I would argue, for the uh, domestic Jewish community as well as many in Israel. And its mission is essentially to um, help protect and promote the Jewish state. That's what Zionism really is, where the Jews have their own state. It's not a curse word like the left wants you to believe. And we're talking about an indigenous people in a part of the world that they really have the right to lay claim to, even though everybody else seems to think that somebody else has the right to lay claim to it. Mort Klein, how are you, my friend? Well... Physically all right. Uh, emotionally, uh, it's been a nightmare for, uh, mm. for myself and so many other people. But it's, it's a privilege to be speaking with Mark Levin, a national resource who promotes truth, integrity, and patriotism. You're a very special American. Thank you, Mort. And Mort is a tremendous patriot. Um, just quickly, Mort, tell people a little bit about your background and your parents' background. Well, I'm a child of Holocaust survivors. My parents survived Auschwitz. Uh, I was born in a displaced persons camp in Germany and uh, lost virtually my entire family. Grew up without grandparents. Uh, virtually all my aunts and uncles, cousins were, were murdered by, uh, by the German uh, Nazi Adolf Hitler. And uh, then I, I went into mathematics. I did the medical research with the great two-time Nobel Prize winning chemist Linus Pauling. And when my wife started complaining regularly that I'm not doing anything for Israel, the Jewish people, I started reading up and started writing, and then I was asked to run for president of ZOA, which I did, and I've been president for 30 years. Well, with that background and that context, how would you characterize what's taking place in Israel, what's taking place now, and Joe Biden's involvement? This is the worst massacre of Jews, maybe of anyone, uh, since the Holocaust. Uh, 
you can really compare this to the Nazis, and it's even worse in some sense. The Nazis tried to hide, hide their barbarism. They were ashamed of it, really. And yet Hamas, the Muslim Arab terrorist group, promoted, put out videos. <laughs> and Biden uh, has been the worst president for the Jewish state of Israel we've ever had. <laughs> One of the reasons for that is behind the scenes, uh, Barack Hussein Obama and George Soros, now son Alex, are involved in promoting their policies, and Biden is, is listening to them and fulfilling them. That's why he has been not appeasing Iran, where he's given them $16 billion in the last several weeks and, and ignored all sanctions, where Iran has earned another $50 billion to promote terrorism. So they're not appe he's not appeasing by doing this. He's strengthening Iran intentionally. This is a horrible thought, but that's the truth. And one of the reasons I know this is true is almost everyone he's appointed to positions that uh, deal with Iran or Israel have, are friends of Obama who have been awful. Robert Malley, the liaison to Iran, is pro-Hamas, against sanctions, uh, uh, pro-Iran uh, 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 in every way. Uh, Hedy Amar, the liaison to Israel has praised the Intifada, the terror war against Jews, supports boycotting Israel. Mahir Bitar, the head of intelligence, uh, uh, is, it was the national head of Students for Justice in Palestine, a vicious anti-Semitic, anti-Israel group. And even Anthony Blinken. Anthony Blinken has praised radical anti-Israel groups publicly, has spoken at their conferences, and has praised radical uh, Arabs who hate Israel and Jews, has praised them publicly. <laughs> and, uh, so that's how I know that Obama is involved. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons he has these awful policies against Israel is because look at the advisors he has around him. Besides Obama and Soros, he has these people and more uh, that are telling him, uh, uh, advising him to do just uh, horrific things uh, against the Jewish state of Israel, even when they're running a, fighting against a Hamas Arab Nazi group. They're still... Uh, pressuring Israel. And I'll tell you, this hostages business, no, the, the business of humanitarian aid, Israel and Biden should say, we will give you aid if you release the 200 hostages. It's very simple. If they care, if Hamas cares about their own Gaza Arabs, they would release the hostages in order to get aid. If they don't, that means it's clear that Hamas doesn't care about hostages. I also might say, this is a war. And it's not even against mm -hmm. the country. It's against the Hamas terrorist regime. And in any war, do you, do you do something against the civilians there? Do we do anything for the Vietnam civilians, for the Iraqi civilians, for the German civilians? No. It is a war. <laughs> and yet, strangely enough, when it's Israel fighting uh, Hamas Nazis, we want to uh, aid the, the, the civilians. And I must add, the civilians are not innocent. Their own polls, Mark, show 68 to 87 percent in various polls support murdering Jews. Yes, 68 to 87 percent, 95 percent are opposed to Israel's existence. They voted Hamas into office. Right now their polls show overwhelming support for Hamas. And there's not been a single voice in Gaza condemning Hamas. Not a single voice, not a religious voice, not a civilian voice. So these are not innocent civilians. But I even hear, not just from our media, but people who used to serve in high places uh, and dealing with Israel and dealing with the Middle East, they, say, they all say the same thing. It's like you got, in order to continue a discussion, you got to say, well, Hamas doesn't represent all Palestinians. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of riots and a lot of uh, protests going on right now. They don't, they're not talking about a two-state solution. They're talking about a final solution. 
And they're also protesting uh, on behalf of Hamas, not, uh, not peaceful Palestinians who love the Jews. No, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, the Hamas charter calls for the murder of every Jew in the world. It's in their charter. And the Gaza Arabs supported Hamas despite that charter. They support this. They represent the majority of Arabs in Gaza. And the same with the Palestinian Authority, Abbas. He has a Fatah charter. His party's charter calls for the destruction of Israel, an armed struggle against Israel, meaning killing Jews. <laughs> and and uh, uh, so these people have really supported the Gaza Arabs. So it's, it's not accurate to say they don't represent all Arabs. Look, no leader of a country or an area represents all the people. But Hamas represents the vast majority of the, of the Gaza Arabs. That has to be made clear. But this whole discussion is nuts. Because you look at World War II, a war that we wanted to win. Uh, you look at Germany. And I don't remember the media back then. And I don't remember FDR, the other, Harry Truman, later saying, well, look, Hitler doesn't represent all Germans. We didn't give a damn one way or the other. We needed to defeat that country, period. Uh, and it didn't matter. We weren't taking polls to make determinations. We wanted to survive. They were part of the uh, of the Axis powers that were that uh, joined in with Japan and, of course, uh, Italy. Uh, we were attacked by Japan. They declared war on us. That is... Uh, Germany, and we had to defeat them. And so it wasn't like, uh, are we making sure they have enough nourishment? Did we turn on the water? Did we turn on the electricity? Uh, are, we, uh, are we making sure that, yeah, it's just, it's insane. We can't even win wars anymore. We bombed Dresden in World War II. We dropped two atomic bombs. We didn't ask, do the vast majority of the people support the regime in Japan uh, or in Germany? We knew we had to do everything to crush that regime, that military might. And that's all that mattered. We weren't looking at anything else. Only when it came to Jew, comes to Jews in the Jewish state do we look for excuses why not to use full force uh, 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 to destroy the enemy. Colin Powell, when we went into Iraq, said we will use enormous force, whatever it takes, to crush them. He didn't talk about proportionality. He said we're going to crush them. He didn't talk about whether the Iraqi people were with them or not. The Iraqi regime was, was a problem, and in their estimation at the time, we had to crush them. Why is it different when it comes to the Jewish state fighting one of the most evil regimes in the history of humankind? And by the way, let me say, you know, you mentioned Democratic Party. <laughs> Do you know, I don't know if people know this, Rashida Tlaib, who today condemned Israel for, for that uh, hospital bombing, which now we know it, it was not Israel, it was the, Palestinian, uh, it was the Palestinians. <laughs> he, in this past year, praised Rashida Tlaib, an overt anti-Semite and hater of America. He said this, I have the exact quote, I admire, Rashida, your intellect. I admire your passion. I admire your concern for so many other people. From my heart, I pray for you. You're a fighter. God, thank you for being such a great fighter. He praises an overt anti-Semite, and he says similar things about Elon Omar, another overt anti-Semite. And the, the leadership of the Democratic Party has never condemned them in any significant way, publicly censured them, uh, and she should be thrown off of every single committee and censured. None of that's happened. Where is Chuck Schumer? Where is Steny Hoyer? The leadership of the Democrats uh, condemning Tlaib with all their power uh, for uh, uh, condemning Israel falsely 
from the floor this very afternoon. Mark Klein of uh, ZOA. Isn't Chuck Schumer Jewish, or at least he claims to be? He was born Jewish. And even and his never, wife is and, Jewish, I might add. <laughs> and, he, and he never criticizes these people ever. If it's a Trump supporter, boy, he's got, you know, he's foaming at the mouth. But if it's a Hamas supporter in his own ranks, the Hamas mm-hmm. wing of the Democrat Party, I've been saying, uh, silence. Absolutely. You, you haven't heard anything from him, have you? When Chuck Schumer speaks to Jewish groups, he says, my name is Schumer. That's Shomer in Hebrew, which means guardian. He said, I am Chuck Shomer, the guardian of Israel and the Jewish people. He hasn't acted that way at all. Mm-hmm. And there he is. Let me, the, you, let me tell you something else that no yeah. one knows. Do you know the Palestinian Authority this week gave $3 million handed out to the uh, Hamas terrorists who have murdered Jews? They have paid them to murder Jewish people. This is part of the Pay for Slay pro- uh, program. It has not been written about. They have spent $3 million this week giving lifetime pensions to the Hamas terrorists or their families if the terrorists have died. People have to understand it. And that, so giving $100 million that Biden has given to the Palestinian Authority uh, this uh, last couple of days, it's simply going to help being used to pay murdering uh, Israelis and Americans. Many Americans have been murdered as well. It's a disgrace to give any money to the Palestinian Authority. Why do we subsidize our enemies? I mean, Abbas was mm-hmm. behind the Munich terrorist slaughter against yes. the, uh, the Jewish athletes there. He funded it. He strategized it. And they call him a moderate? A guy we can work huh. with? He's a thug. He's a mobster. He keeps all the money for himself and his family and his consigliaries over there at the Palestinian Authority. You know, the U.N. knows it. Europe knows it. Biden knows it. We all know it. But they play these games with these people, and people die as a result of this, mostly Israelis, no? Yes, it's 100% true. When they've asked Abbas this week, please condemn Hamas. They ask Abbas. He refused. Finally, he said, uh, I'm, I'm, I uh, mourn the, the civilians on each side that have died. That's all he would say. He will mm-hmm. not condemn Hamas. Well, Mark and, and Klein, we fund him, I, by the way, $800 million a year. The U.S. government gives to, to Abbas and the Palestinian Authority. We have to stop that money. They're simply a terrorist regime paying uh, Arab terrorists to murder Jews and Americans. And we had stopped it, and peace was breaking out all over the place. And then comes in, uh, you know, Bonehead, Biden. Mark Klein, I want to thank you for everything you do at ZOA. So if people want to find out more about ZOA, where do they go? Go to ZOA.org, ZOA.org. You'll learn about many of the things I just said with you today and many, many other things. We put out several uh, press releases a week, and you can learn a lot about the Arab-Islamic war against Israel and the West. Yeah, you defend the United States all the time, too. I want people to understand. So check that out, folks. You're going to learn a lot. You'll have a lot of information. God bless you, my friend. Mort Klein, ZOA. is a great man. Just terrific. It's a fighter. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, now that... Uh, Biden's been to uh, Palestine, which was what was traditionally called the Jewish areas. Maybe he can go to Palestine, Ohio, and check it out. Uh, but he's not like there very much. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you, for some people, the Democrat Party hates America has been really life-changing. What do I mean by that? Their entire perspective 
has been influenced by the book. Even people who think they know everything about the Democrat Party. And look what it's created. Look what it causes. Certainly contributes to. And I want to encourage you. If you have it, get one for somebody else. If you don't have it, get it and share it with somebody else. Amazon.com. It's 45% off. The cheapest it's ever been. Thank you, folks. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, freedom fighters all over the world. And we really do stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Not just today, but yesterday and tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.